Patrick McCrowan. I'm very upset with my equipment at the moment. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's Lima time. Time? I'm James Yasko. He is Patrick McClellan. Nope, I'm not. Oh, plot twist. This is under protest. This whole episode is under protest. <laughs> Let it be known. Uh, you want to explain to the good folks at home what's going on with our audience? I don't know what that has to do with my name, to be honest with you. Like, can we scratch that part out of the record? Um, <laughs> my name is still going to remain Patrick McClellan. <laughs> yeah, I'm having some problems with my very expensive equipment, and I'm very upset about it. And that's it. I'm being a baby, pretty much. And, and I, I was trying to explain, like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Buster Olney's <laughs> podcast sounds like he's recording from the bottom of his Vermont well, you know, on a, on a dairy farm. So, but, but he is, though. Like, that's where he records his podcast. That's true. He likes the acoustics. And it's inside of a barn, inside of an outhouse. <laughs> on Colby Rasmus's land. Yeah. He bought right. some land up north just in case. He has land everywhere. Like, he owns a lot of the United States. I don't know if you knew that, but he's a big <laughs> land procurer. It makes it makes a lot of sense. And it does. Like, he owns Big Bend National yeah, Park. I, I read about that in People Magazine. Yeah, I don't know how. Okay. All right, yeah. We're sponsored by Bravado. They rule. Uh, you should go to their website, bravadospice.com. Uh, they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, they partnered up with the Burger Joint here in Houston, and if you haven't eaten there, then you're dumb. <laughs> suggest you go do that but they've made an aloha burger with the pineapple habanero sauce that i was bragging about maybe last week made some tacos with it yeah they made it like a hawaiian burger and it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever had ever so uh go try that out but uh, james and the guys at bravado spice are always doing stuff like that pop-ups with uh, breweries eighth wonder uh, restaurants and uh follow them and find out where they're going to be because they're literally doing crap every day so, uh, also, James, if you're listening, send us our stuff, or else I will get more and more angrier in my <laughs> box. Yeah. yeah. So, this time. is a direct threat, so just keep that in mind. Every but, day, every day. Let's enjoy it. We'll, we'll handle our business, but, uh, yeah. Every day I look in my mailbox, and it's, it's just empty, and I'm like, dadgummit. And see, I'm mad about that, because we have a good baseball team now, so I have other things to be angry at, so now I can put my anger in the correct direction, and that's it, Bravado Spy. It's our sponsor. Why wouldn't I fight with them? No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, right. what's the point of having a sponsor? I mean, we could just say, at this point, might as well say we're sponsored by Whataburger, because we're getting the same amount of stuff. Sponsored? Well, based on the way this has started, we're sponsored by the English soccer team. <laughs> Everybody heard soccer, and just I heard the groans, and they haven't, they haven't even listened to the episode yet, and I that, heard the groans. That's right. This, Of course, this, because you now you can't do anything without it. The, the title of this episode is Brexit, because um, <laughs> everyone thinks it's real freaking funny to make Brexit jokes, so... I made a really bad one and it blew up and got popular and I was upset about it. <laughs> was that the one about your your fat son my, Brexit? My fat son Brexit getting bullied at the Y. I don't even know. It didn't even make sense. Like it really <laughs> meant nothing. I swear. Like it meant nothing. It was it was just absurdist comedy. I I and, thought it was very and, funny. And Rob Cordry, 
Um, he's been in some stuff. He's on Ballers on HBO, and he's a comedian yeah. and a real funny guy. I don't know if you know who he is. Bald yeah. guy. He's uh, trying to think what you'd know him best from. Uh, you know him. The Anyways, he retweeted it to over a million people. So, <laughs> so I guess he understood the absurdism in it, but it made no sense. Even at Stroh's I Know was like, this is just trash, right, when I published it. And I hit him up later. I was like, do you see how many people have liked this? Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. That's I have right. an audience. Exactly. So you win. So do the Astros. Astros beat the dog piss out of the Royals. How good did that feel? It felt it was, it was very needed. Not that they were desperate at all, like they have been earlier in the season. But to hit... Uh, Volquez and uh, Chris Chris Young especially. I, I, I want to talk about that in specific. Just to hit Chris Young around felt better than that first game to, to me because I hate that guy. I want to fight him. You hate Chris Young more than Edinson Volquez? I do somehow, and I don't know why. Maybe because he's like eight foot four. Is a, he's a very yeah? He's basically like a skinny Andre the Giant. Like he's the BFG. <laughs> exactly. Books references got him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just don't like big giant lanky guys. Is that true for for any giant lanky guy? I don't want a blanket statement, but it's pretty... I'm trying to think of somebody who I don't hate that's like that. I have a friend, Rob, that I don't hate, but he looks like a praying mantis. (laughs) Like, he has just those long mantis arms, and he just kind of mantises around. Most lank, most lanky dudes do have the the long arms. I mean that that's that, that's part of the lankiness. It's hard to be lanky with short arms. Yeah, you arms. can't be. Yeah, that like is being lanky is just having weird long arms. <laughs> like yeah. you could be like five foot six, but if you're if you can like touch your shins without bending over, then you're still considered lanky. Do you have a good wingspan? I have a. I, I found out I had a really good one. I didn't know it. I have really long arms. You can't tell, but if I stretch out, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Interesting. I'm like 5'11", I've got like a 6'6 wingspan. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bat, I'm like a giant bat. <laughs> is it more of the arm, like from shoulder to, like is the is the surprising length in the shoulder to the elbow, or is it like elbow to wrist? I think it's just dislocated. Oh, that could be it. <laughs> I think that's just it. I, I really don't know, I have no idea. But I, I'm an actual Batman. <laughs> So, uh, the, so the Astros take two or three. They score, what, like 26 runs in the first two games, most of those in the first two innings of, of each game. Um, they hadn't done that all year. They, like that. they have not done the big inning all year, I don't believe. Not like that, have they? Well, I mean, no. The, this, well, it's the first time that they had scored 13-plus runs in back-to-back games since, like, September of 2000. So I mean, it was it was a a sort of historic offensive showing Friday night and Saturday night. It was pretty unbelievable. Where Springer had the home run, had the grand slam and a triple in the first inning, and and then didn't end up getting the cycle, which seems bizarre to me. But whatever, I'm not going to complain uh, about. I'm not going to complain about that. The baseball gods are cruel. You should know that by now. Well, that's that's true. Um, that's absolutely any sporting god. I, there's not a benevolent sporting. Who, who, god. It's Brandon Barnes. Is the the last Astro with the cycle? Am I am I correct on that? Yeah, that's right. Wow. And Altuve, Altuve um, would have been. I think that's just funny. I like it. I like it. Just it's so Astros. Yeah, Altuve would have gotten the cycle if if he had not been felled by a sniper. That's not true at all. We all both know that that the cutoff man already had the ball. We all know that, right? 
everybody listening, y'all know that, right? I just wanted to say failed by a sniper. So. He was gonna, he, yeah, he was, but he was going for it, and I respect that. But the cutoff man had the ball when he touched sec when he was about to fall. He was gonna be hosed, like hosed like Craig Biggio. I mean, it was uh, gonna be really bad unless he could do some trick on the slide or something, which Altuve could. But he was, yeah, he was out. But the fact that he fell, we can say that he was gonna make it. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah, and it it provided some comic relief. So, in in a, in a season that we could that we sort of need comic relief, I'm I'm okay with that. And I and I still hate the Royals. Yeah, I do too. Like, don't you hate them? Like, I, they were just and they and they still roiled us, even though we scored more runs on the, the first two games. Those still those five, that second game, those five runs, they kind of they were scaring me a little bit, and that's Astro syndrome. Yeah, that's exactly but, what that is. That's, that's but we added on to it. So like when it got ten to five, I was like, ugh. and I were five up, but it just felt bad because they were leaving men on second and third every inning, and it was like, ugh. and then they added to it, and I was like, okay, cool, that's something we should try doing more. Yeah, and then Ian Kennedy comes out of nowhere, and it's the astronomy again. Uh, where Ian Kennedy was a one of the best pitchers in baseball at one point, though. So I. But I feel like that point has been. It's been a while since. It's but been. Doug Fister was the same guy, and he's doing. I got hats off to Doug Fister again. They left him in an inning too long, but Doug Fister's been amazing this year. We say it every episode, but hats off to that dude. Yeah, it's been. He's had a good. That was a good signing. That was a good pickup. Um, and and for a front office that, that the the. the Fans like to highlight the negatives and sort of gloss over the, the positives. Vister's been absolutely fantastic. And he was that's exactly what they wanted, was a guy that they could put at the end of the rotation and that could possibly be more, and he's been our best pitcher. Yeah. And in a year that we desperately needed it, with Keuchel being where Keuchel's at. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just hats off to the organization for that and to him for just pitching his ass off. Because that, that, that was a tough one on Sunday. And it sucks because we gave them the, the season series, but that's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, you know, there's still the Astros are are like a it's like a, a game or a half game as of recording this, and it's before the first game of the Angels series that's going to be on ESPN two tonight. Um, the uh, they're what like a, a half game or a game back of the Royals for the second wild card spot. So I mean, they they did what they needed to do. Early season was what it was. They came back and took a series and closed in on that wild card. So, yeah, I'm amazed they they exceeded my expectations. I mean, we we were talking just be around 500. I mean, they are or still around 500, but just to the good. Yeah, but they've done everything we said they needed to do. I, I think I feel like we need to be more vocal with them of what we need from them because they listen apparently. Yeah, we need to be clearer about our expectations. That's that's a that's a fact. Yeah, so we should write that down and be more direct with exactly what we need because they, they seem to come through for us. And, yeah, we put the June thing on them, and they did it. They did it. And, and now they've set themselves up going into the All-Star break with an opportunity to really set themselves up to uh, go get that number one wild card spot. The Rangers are incredible. I hate them. I want them to all blow up. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't wish death. I kind of do. What? How, what? What is that? I, I want I want like a, a team wide like an outbreak of prostate infections not not anything worse than that but just to where they're like really it's uncomfortable it's gonna be chronic because not everybody has I want I mean the fans too though like they gotta suffer so like everybody just gets like chronic hemorrhoids <laughs> just something that's really gonna just affect every one of them for the rest of their lives but it, they will live and they could still potentially be happy people maybe. yeah it's just uh, yeah they're happy but they're they're 
their innate shame prevents them from living life to to the to the level that it could possibly and, be. Lived. Yeah, and as soon as they realize the uh, the wrongs of their ways, and they pick a, a better team, which I don't respect, but if they did happen to move teams, I, I'd take them. Would you take defectors? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't. I respect it on any level, but I respect anybody rooting for my team. So it's, that's weird, right? That's like with a war question. Like, do you like? Yeah, you're a traitor. I don't respect that. It's like, <laughs> respect your gear. We maybe we should. Uh, we can let's take that to Twitter. Uh, anybody that's listening to this wonderful podcast, uh, maybe we can put a poll up. I don't know. We don't have to do that. No, no. We we definitely need a poll. Um, like, do, would you take a? And it doesn't have to be a Rangers trader. It can be a Cardinals trader from a team you hate. A defector that wants to they wants to root for your team unequivocally like they're they're going to be a loyal fan for you but they are defecting i think i would i wouldn't i would not outright like cast them into a sea of darkness but i'd always i'd always remember it yeah 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 you have to watch them it's like a like an old like mafia guy like you you just have to keep an eye on yeah yeah it's something to just kind of file away because I've seen, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen fans. I, I love how off script we are. We haven't got into anything that we put down. Um, that's true. But I've seen fans that have moved here just based on how the city is. Um, that have gradually gone from yeah, I'm from here. I'm this fan, but I like the Astros because I live in town. To just being Astros fans after a while, it just wore away at them, and they're away from their city, and they just end up being you know having the love for their old team, but being Astros fans. You know, a lot of the radio guys too. Yeah, yeah, and they might I, I lie, think that's valid. but they end up being fans of the city because you have to be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's valid. I mean, like I'm a Predators fan because I lived in Nashville for seven years, and you know that you you have an affinity for for a couple of LA teams because yeah. that's where you lived for a while. I think that's that's different. But if like some dude from like Richardson or some one of the towns in the burning hellscape that is the Metroplex. Like well, you know. if, if if they were like, no, I live in I live in Richardson or I live in Euless or whatever, but but I'm an Astros fan now. Like I don't, mm, I don't know. I don't like I don't really like it now that you, when you put it like that. Now if if someone's like, I moved here from Grapevine and and I live here now and and I think I'm just going to get on board this Astros train, like I can respect that. But if you just decide like. That's just bandwagoning, though, so we can't respect it. This is why we have to take it to Twitter, because I'm on both sides of the argument with it. Like, I want fans, and I want us to be, like, I want to see hats in every city, and I want us to be popular, but I also have loyalty. Loyalty is a big thing with me. Yeah. Like, no, and I think if it's someone that, like, some random dude is like, I live just outside of Dallas, but I like the Astros. I was a Rangers fan, and now I like the Astros. I'd be like, no, own your terrible decision. Right, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. And stick with your bad teams. Yeah. It sucks, and I've, we've had to do it. Where's so your shame? It's a very hard thing to do, and you want and you want to jump ship, and you see other fan bases having fun, and you're like, man, I could just do that, <laughs> but yeah. you can't. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Sorry. No, we've we've done it. We've we've been through. I mean, we've been through the crap, and and there's no turning back now. I mean, anybody that's still an Astros fan, you get it. You, you're in for life. Right. But. Uh, and, and what I was going to say before we move on to actual stuff, uh, just to piggyback off the Dallas thing, I learned a little bit more about their stadium thing, and I didn't realize that Dallas is trying to pull them into Dallas, which would make the hatred that much more. Did you know that? I, I that didn't. They're, they're forcing Arlington's hand into building that stadium 
but Dallas is trying to coax them in closer into Dallas to be a Dallas team and not Arlington. Interesting. Yeah, and that that added a little. I don't care. I'm gonna hate them either way. But if they're more Dallas, oh, the Ar- Arlington gets them a little bit of leeway with me, a little bit. Now I I just kind of want a civil war. I mean, I'd like to see those. I'd like to see all them, three like take four- each other out, like Dallas, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Dallas, and Arlington just all go to battle. They just meet down in like Dealey Plaza, like it's from Gangs of New York, you know. And there's, <laughs> there's one has machetes, and the other one they have maces or something like that. Right, Medi- medieval weapons. Yeah, they they yeah. can't. They can't. They don't. They can't afford weapons up there. Yeah, they can. They're rich. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's talk baseball. Right, Sorry, so, everybody. No, that that was good. I, I'm going to put that. We're going to that poll's going to go up here here soon. Um, so. Are the, so the Astros start uh, a series with the Angels tonight, and what I find fascinating about the Angels is that they are the exact opposite of the Astros franchise. Like they have they have Mike Trout and twenty four randos, and right. and that and one of those randos is now like a a crippled Albert Pujols. Yeah, he. I was gonna say I was gonna say he only counts because of what he's done to us but he is a shell of his of himself and they still owe him a lot of money like a lot of money i laughed when i saw that contract i was like good for him you know yeah but. get it go get it and and so and they have like zero farm system because they traded everyone away to try to counter carlos correa and get andrelton simmons right. um they just like like they are they are fascinating to me only because it's like watching a a the, the beginning of a very slow death. Not that I find death fascinating, but but they're just a weird because like the no farm team, like they need to win like right now to capitalize on still having Pujols, you know, making money that is even remotely close to his value. Um, you know, they're they're I mean they're on the verge of like the poss- the very real possibility of just wasting Mike Trout's prime. That's funny to me. So if you were an Angels fan, would you want them to, knowing the state of your team, knowing the the state of your farm system, would you want to trade Mike Trout? Oh, so that's their choice is to ride this out and keep Mike Trout or sell him and go Astros and just rebuild everything and tear it all down like we did? Yes. Um, And they don't, they don't. They don't have the option of coaxing Mike Trout into somehow staying through that and just paying him so much money. Has he got his big contract yet? He's gotten a contract like that the is super contract. Has he got a super contract yet? Uh, no, but okay, I mean he, no. he's making a lot of money. But to, to say it's baseball economics and it's Mike Trout, he's not getting paid what he's worth. Now and well, he's he's a brand marketing wizard. He's all over the place, and that's good good for him. And being in the L.A. area, even though Anaheim is not L.A. Uh, definitely helps. So I don't know if he'd want to stay there just for personal reasons like that. But well, let's say let's say you're an Angels fan. Would you want Would you want them to trade Mike Trout? No, hell no. He's a great. He's, he's Mike Trout. He's amazing to watch for any of us. Okay, but even I, even with having a ridiculous Mike Trout, the the Angels are 17 games back of the Rangers. Yeah, I can't argue against that point at all. I have nothing. I, 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 I mean, we had to give away some talent, but we didn't have to make that choice. That's we true. almost we almost got we almost got Biggio gone. 
I just I can't I can't decide. I mean, I on on the one hand, you don't want. Do you want to see one of the greatest players of all time play in a team that's struggling to beat the A's? You know, for for the next ten years, or do you want to? Do you do you sell your one asset in an effort to like make your entire fan experience better? Yeah, but that's a as we both know very well. That's a few year project. That's a that's a tough pill to swallow. That's a big choice. It is as a fan. As a fan, I would suffer through this and watch Mike Trout. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's. Were you on board with the complete rebuild, or were you only on board when you saw that it was working? I was on board with the complete rebuild. I was too. See, I was too. But I understood that it was going to be terrible, and I just and I just accepted it immediately. And things were okay for me because I just knew there was no expectation. It wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do this year? It was just like we know it's a hundred losses. We we know what it is, and it was fine. Yeah, I mean, there were right. some, there were some dark there were some dark days in there, but for the most oh, part, it was fine. obviously dark. But we knew they were dark, and that made a big difference, right? Like for I me, it did. I know people were struggling, but I know people that went to the ballpark every night, knowing I mean, knowing that it was going to be a hundred and whatever lost season, and that was what it was. Yeah. So I, I'm a big picture guy. So if you're asking me directly, if I was an Angels fan, I would tip my cap to him and say, go get it, Trout. Love you, man. We'll give you a standing ovation whenever you come back. We suck. Let's fix this organization and try to get a ring again. That's what I do. But I would want to watch him, too. So I'd, it'd be it'd be tough. Because he's incredible. Like, he's a once-in-a-lifetime player, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a Mickey Mantle type type player. Um, he's likable and he does everything well. Like, I, I, I wanted to put him on the Bryce Harper hate list. And I just can't. He's incredible. Yeah. I mean, a division it. rival, and it's hard for division rivals to make it on my "I really respect you, you're incredible" list. Now, I don't want. I, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me how you feel about this. I would not want the Astros to trade for Mike Trout because no. I, I would be terrified that. I mean, because basically, with a guy like Mike Trout, who's what, like, he's still only twenty four, something like that. Then the Angels are basically going to to look at your top prospect list and say, "Okay, we want the top 10. And and that's still that's that's a reasonable trade. That would that yeah. just terrifies me so much. Oh no, for sure. And we have our we have a Mike Trout, so we're gonna have to pay him. And we actually have two Mike Trouts with Altuve being as great as he is. I'm sorry that we have to look at him like that. Altuve is an MVP, best player in the league player. Yes, and Correa will be, and Springer. Fuck, dude, like we're in trouble. Like the payrolls, we're, about, we're in big trouble. Payrolls He's about right, to get right. off. Payrolls about to get off the chain. Like it's about and, to skyrocket. I think that they're going to pay it. I, I really believe that they are. Um, but they're going to have to pay those three guys, and you have to. You can't not. Right. Yeah, I know. I think I, I think there's the, the they're in a position where they. I don't think at this point I don't think they have to pay Keuchel, just because of how shaky things think, have been. I think they will. What do you think? I don't think they will. Last year, last year I would have thought yes, of course. Of course, it's a Cy Young season, but but this year I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I don't think so, and I I love Keuchel. I love what he's done for us. I have no problems with him. It's just it's just business. Um, based on what we're going to have to pay, and I, I also the fact that I love that we're going with a or hopefully ideally going with a core. 
group of guys and sticking with them. That's what the Killer Bees were. Yeah. That's what the heyday of Astros baseball was. So to have that again is not really that common these days. That's so true. for them to take that approach, I respect that immensely. We earned it. Well, it's the so, and I always I always felt like that was the point of the rebuild. Me too. Was that you you develop players that 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 learn how to play together and stick stick with each other and then you build around that core like that. that that's how i understood it too but i don't know if that's necessarily everybody's approach yeah no i think you're right so it, some's just the stock prospects and as assets and then deal those off as needed and i know that's what we did that some too but um i, I think part of our plan was having those guys play together and come up and that's how I viewed it at least unless that was just a coincidence no I I, I thought the they exact won on every way. level and they played together and then they're up here and they're all best friends and they have that rapport like that's how I view it yeah that's what you want so yeah it's I mean I, I'm if, if 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 you give me a list of three players that the Astros let's say okay so let's say there are four players, and you have to pay three, okay? And you, and you have to let one walk. You've got Correa, Altuve, Springer, and Keuchel. You let Keuchel walk? Yep. Not even close. What if the fourth one is Lance McCullers? I still stick with my three. But uh, that sucks. I don't, that sucks. I don't, think it'll I, get, I don't think it'll get to that point. I don't think it will either. Um, but McCullers is just an idea right now. Yeah, it's projection. He, yeah, it's projection, and he has killer stuff, and I I love him as well. Like, I, there's no love. This is nothing against either of those guys, or an indictment on my opinion on them or whatever. But Correa Springer Altuve is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and Springer is just when he turned it on. <laughs> what? It, it was a, a yeah. And now Correa is the what he's the player of the week or something. He won yes. something. I, I get all these alerts now. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, Correa just won Player of the Week for his his effort last last week. So, and I meant to say earlier uh, when we were talking about the uh, actually talking about specifically the games that uh, Chris Young game I didn't get to watch, but my phone went off in that inning. <laughs> like the alerts were, it was an incredible thing. I wish I had documented it because it was just like um, an update. Every single play was a different run and a different way they scored, and then it's a, you know, and then it's a home run. Sack fly, base hit, double in the gap, two runs. It was just awesome, and it was just blowing up. Your phone went off like like Kim Kardashian turned her notifications. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Like I ran off on the plug twice. Well, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's drugs. I think it's drugs. Maybe it might be. So, so aside from the Astros, straight up slapping the Royals in their on their on their balls, like they just slapped them on the balls. Didn't need to do that, but that's okay. Yeah, move on. <laughs> the The big story of the weekend was the Astros calling up AJ Reed. Are yeah. you, Were you surprised? Um, the way it popped out of nowhere, kind of. Um, but not that he was called up. I think we all knew it was coming. I, it was it was kind of weird how they did it. Like it, Kemp was playing and productive, and then he was just gone, and AJ was here. Yeah, and but, it, I always. But kept, I feel like that's how they operate. I feel like Singleton might. That could happen at any moment too, and he's just going to be here. Now, okay, that's that actually. I didn't mean to segue into that right now, but it's the perfect time to talk first base. Um, I AJ Reed, I, he had a great productive first game. Um, he's patient at the plate. He, he things hadn't come together yet for him, but he's played against the Royals at Kansas City, and he's young. He's a rookie. 
Like, uh, you can't expect people to come up and dominate from Jump Street, but he was productive in his first game. Well, Tyler White did. He's no Tyler White. Well, yeah, but... I'm just kidding. See, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not a, yeah, exactly. You don't... You can come up and do that and then be gone and never play again, or you could come up and go over 21 and be a Hall of Famer. I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's such a small sample size. Yeah, that's true. But I always, I guess I was always under the impression that, that, that A.J. Reed was like the, the next option for Tyler White's demotion. And so when it, was, when it was White down, Worth up, and then like a week goes by and then they're like, A.J. Reed's coming. I'm like, what? what? Like, how, how many infielders do we need? Like, like yeah. I'm confused. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So, and, and kind of going along, I guess it, it, to keep to keep talking because there's a lot of I guess we're going to talk about corner infield a lot tonight. Um, Yay! Yeah. The so with with bringing up Reed and not Singleton, do you think that the the Singleton era in Houston is is just over? Uh, based on that, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because don't you think if you were going to do that, wouldn't you have flipped it with that kind of out of nowhere move? Yeah. I would have done that with Singleton and just brought him up and gave him a spot start here and here take two in Kansas City and let's see what happens. Yeah, and not with the future. And they just kind of flipped it. So the fact that he got jumped is a bad sign for him. I'm still an adv- advocator for giving Singleton a shot because there's no production there. But I think that was a uh, a pretty big tell. And they've got they've got Singleton playing some left field uh, down in Fresno. Like, and I'm not I'm just there. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Like, it's it, like, and we've talked about Singleton like a lot. So we're not bringing up any kind of new new. No. And Singleton wasn't playing all that well. Or, or is no, like not, and I don't think. And not, I'm not pushing for him. I'm pushing for the fact that there's you. There's no reason not to try everything out because you're getting nothing there. Yeah. So, uh, and that, you know, any production at first base would take this team to another level the way they're playing right now. They're already playing great. Um, and let A.J. Reed kind of come up more uh, organically. Yeah. But, hey, bring him up. Fuck it. No, I love it. I mean, did it. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, happy. fuck it. Whatever. I'm happy. I'm happy he got called up. Um, and we definitely being, you know, I think we learned with Tyler White, like, you know, you take, you kind of don't over, don't. Don't overreact uh, to anything, which is probably. But you know, he's a guy that he's an asset, and I, he may be somebody that's in trade talk. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he's a guy that could produce for you down the stretch, and when the roster is expanded, and a guy that's capable of getting a big hit, you know he can do it. So that's not the worst thing to have. I wish sure. he would have been more consistent, not dropped off like he did. But at least you know he can do it. Yeah, no, it, there's, I mean, he, it, it was a, ch- a short track, but a defi- definitely... And, like, you don't have, it's not a dead, it's not a guaranteed dead spot in the lineup when he's, when he gets a spot start. It, it turned into here. one. It, I mean, it turned into one late, but... It, I, it did, but it's, I'm just saying it's not guaranteed. It's yeah. not like you look at that and you're like, uh, Tyler White could pop off and hit, you know, three doubles. Well, there was, there was an interesting, um article on, on White in the Fresno paper not long ago that... It's almost like how incredible his first week of the season was. It messed with his head. Like, he was never, like, a power guy. And we even said, like, he's not a power guy. 
and then and then he goes on this like home run binge and and he said he's like I I I started trying to do that all the time and I got away from the player that I sort of that I am. And so he talked about how kind of his early season success threw him off a little bit. So you like off the opposite Ken Giles did wait, I'm good. Right. What do I do? My mechanics are off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to be hitting. I need to stop hitting these uh, I home got runs. home run derby syndrome from playing the actual game. How did this happen? <laughs> so I thought that was, so maybe he's one of those That's guys that he'll, he'll spend some time in Fresno and then the, the, should the opportunity arise, he comes up and, and he, he plays better and a little bit more in line with the player that he actually is. Well, we don't know what the player he actually is. That's what sucks, is that we're back to exactly where we were. He was hitting, and we couldn't deny him the spot, and we know he can hit, but he also did nothing, too. So he's, I feel like he's in the exact same place he was before the season. Well, that's Would you point. agree with that? No, that's a good point. That's a real good point. So. I mean, so yeah, we saw that he could produce at the major league level. That's awesome. But we also saw the opposite. Yeah, and do it for more. No than production. He was unproductive for longer than he was productive. So, right. But so yeah. So the corner infield. That's that's where corner infield and I've talked about this on Twitter a lot. A number one pitcher spot are my. Those are my three hot spots. Okay. So for the future. Two. Yeah, I think. I'm done with Castro. He is forgiven and can move on with his life. He's a. <laughs> He's having a good year. But He's, sorry for everything, JSD. No, I think you. I think you're responsible for. I am. Res- oh, I'm very responsible for it. I'm. That's not. That's not even up for debate. I did that. That's a, That's all you. Like you get. Yeah, a, if should the Astros that. win the World Series, you yeah. get a ring. I name. I name a guy Johnny Shitdick, and all of a sudden he's playing baseball. I, I just call it what. Call it what it is. <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments in podcasting. <laughs> not, not just on this show, but in any podcast. That was. I, Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I almost feel bad for it just because he's such a nice guy and I like him. And, like, it was not a personal thing. <laughs> and now he's so good. But I will take responsibility for it. Yeah, I did that. I think that's that's fair. Okay. With with the other corner infield, because everyone – I mean, we t- April, as, as terrible as April was for the Astros as a team, um, I think you can sort of see the, the rebound of the Astros coincide a little bit with the rebound of Luis Valbuena. And I- – and I actually pulled up a stat here um, from and, – and everyone kind of looks at the Astros' turnaround as being the beginning of May. Uh, over, but it's over his last 28 games. So this is May 24th up to before up, – up through yesterday's game. Okay. His last 28 games, Valbuena is hitting 326, 431, 587. Yeah. Now that's on a 407 BABIP. So, I mean, the it's he is, he is either – Either all of the terrible luck and the hitting balls right at scorching them straight to the outfielder is, is he's been forgiven. He did he made it a, a sacrifice that was acceptable uh, to the gods. Then I'm not, or he's just extremely he's getting extremely lucky right now. For the past month, he has been a a very high quality third baseman. Oh, I 100% agree. I I, I think he's a underrated defensive third baseman. I don't know how other people feel about him. I think he's great defensively. I don't know if he's viewed like that or if that's like a thing people talk about. So so but. here's here's my question. With cuz Alex Bregman is getting it, it looks as though he is going to be called up to Fresno to AAA later this week. 
I think, didn't they make it official or no? Or is that just rumors? If they made it official, my kid has scarlet fever, so I haven't yeah. been on <laughs> on Twitter as much. Uh, and that's God's honest truth. Like, she has Yeah, scarlet- I just, I saw something about that too, but I didn't know if it was, I, I, I read it as an official announcement, but I, it could have just been a, an MLB rumor type thing. I, I, I don't know either. I think, because I, I did the, the links post this morning and it, it was like, this is, I don't know if that it's been confirmed other, other than like a McTaggart like, a, a, a source that's as good as gold with me to be honest yeah if McTaggart has it yeah I'll, I'll go along with that so do you think that I mean because we've seen it's we're sort of in Tyler not Tyler White territory but we you know Valbuena showed flashes last year was either had terrible luck or just wasn't a good hitter do do you see because we're a month a little over a month away from the trading deadline if Valbuena keeps this up, do you think the Astros trade Valbuena to bring up Bregman? 100%. That's the most ideal situation. Because Valbuena is the stopgap third baseman, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. So our best case scenario is have him produce, win ball games, and then put himself at a higher value and get something for him at the trade deadline. If he can do this for another month, and, and then that gives Bregman a month at AAA, then... That's that's ideal, and that's, then you and you loop him in with uh, you know a, a prospect that we can part ways with. I mean, we could go after some. It could be a big name. That. So yeah, so I think that's I think that's the sort of the if they can sell Luis Valbuena at a at a time when his value is at its absolute height, I think that plays perfectly into what the Astros could could possibly hope for. Well, you know, and more and more teams are buying into the. Uh, they're studying the Astros, and they're they they saw those twenty five. Was it twenty five? Ended up twenty five home runs. Thirty. Yeah. How many ended up hitting last year? Yeah. Um, yeah like even though how he did it, they still looked at that. That's still he still produced, no matter how terrible he was. And some teams are willing to take that, right? Because they have other hitters that hit for high averages, and they're willing to sacrifice that for those home runs. So that one has value. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think the I think the absolute plan is exactly what you said. I don't even think it's hypothetical. I think that's what they're doing. And and I think that Bregman's... I, I, I don't know. If, if he keeps hitting, can you come up and replace Valbuena if we're keeping him and don't trade him? No, you can't. Yeah, no. It, I mean, they're, they're, they're to the point now where over the past, you know, before last year, if, if you were halfway decent, like, you'd get a shot. Like, that's how we saw so many Robbie Grossman starts and Matt Domingue. Like, if you were, right. if you had any kind of hope at all, then you, you got a little bit of time in Houston. The, the Astros are kind of running out of spots here. So they're, that's the issue. Is, yeah. And even guys that are, that are coming up, and like Kemp, that are producing and having decent major league debuts, or, it's just a, a shuffle. And that's what it's going to be, I feel, for, uh, for a while now. At least until expanded rosters. Yeah. So this is kind of what we're in for for the next two months. Um, but, you know, as far as pitching goes, you know, I don't know. You know, there's you've got Musgrove and Brady Rogers down in Fresno who are having pretty good years. I just – and, and I, I've been accused of prospect attachment syndrome, so I can't <laughs> – I don't know. I, I, I would – Over who specifically? What, what prospects so we can – Let's get to the bottom of this before we move on. Well, I mean, like any of them, I, I every trade, I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me! Like I was, I was a big fan of of Jacob Nottingham. 
Yeah, uh, me too. But but you do know that the majority of them are never going to be anything. So it's like it's it's a game. It's a very risky, scary game, and I, I it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't want to give that up. But most of the time, you're going to be. They're not going to do anything. And logically, I understand that. And you're not going to get anything back, too. So it's it's just a cyclical thing. But I, I'm with you. But there are certain guides that, I for whatever reason, and sometimes none at all, I just don't care. Even I'm just like, ah, we, if we don't need them, go be good somewhere else. Go go fly, butterfly. <laughs> like, no love lost. Like, here, you can't. You're somebody who's, you know, trapped and are, is never going to, play without a position change not, not really the Bregman type but you know all like the Shays and all the second baseman guys yeah like you're not going to play here so like go for them just for their overall happiness and us getting something out of it kill it kill it somewhere so else you can play you know I know that doesn't apply here but I'm just speaking on the prospect level no 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 I, and, and logically that all makes sense but but every time the Astros trade a prospect like I, I am, I'm immediately convinced like there you go we just trade like when I, and I'll I'll just own a, I'll just own this one. When the Astros traded Fultonevich and uh, Andrew Thurman and Rio Ruiz for Evan yeah. Gaddis, like I texted my my cousin who's a big Braves fan. I was like, "Well, you just like in in referring specifically to Rio Ruiz, I was like, "Well, you the Astros just gave you your next Chipper Jones, and <laughs> and that's just that's just how that's just where I am. I don't know." And I try to I try to let that initial wave pass before I jump on on Twitter dot com. Yeah, you, yeah, you should probably do that. So, I didn't like the and see it's funny because I didn't like the Fulton Evich aspect of that that deal. But I I loved the risk of Evan Gaddis. I loved the prospect of Evan Gaddis. I loved. I ended up liking the deal. Yeah, I'm okay with it now. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm still right. it's still a lot prospect wise for what he is. I'm you know I don't know if it's even yet. But yeah, I wish he'd hit two ninety. But, but that's not who he is. So, um, he had a laser of a home run yesterday. Yeah, I did. That was pretty. So, um, in in speaking of midseason trades, the Sporting News had one of their classic slideshows today, uh, in which they list always accurate. Yeah, and it's very yeah. No, it goes in depth, of course. Um, <laughs> but it goes. Uh, they they had their the the worst midseason trade. By franchise, and and I clicked it just because I you know I was because you're actually intrigued. What could they put? What would they put? Yeah. So and I, I had a, a few candidates in mind. A few possibilities. Carlos Gomez was he one of them? Gomez was at this point, and we can talk about this. I I'm still more mad about the Casimir trade than I than I was the Gomez trade. I'm too. Um, yeah, I'm too. And so I thought I thought Casimir would be a possibility because he was terrible. Uh, and because Mengden has has played has pitched fairly well in the very early stages of a very young major league career, right? Um, and because like Casimir walked in the offseason. like they gave up you know those two dudes for for like ten terrible starts or like 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 three decent like two really good starts a decent one and seven terrible starts. But see, but at, like. When they got Casimir, I was under the impression that he wasn't a down-the-stretch buy for the half a season. I thought they were actually going – I thought they planned on re-signing him 
and then letting him walk with Smart after what they saw him do. That's how I viewed it. I think I think that's right. I don't I think, think that's they were right. buying him for just the season. I think they were hoping he would be a staple in the rotation, and he ended up not being. And they just let him walk, and I was happy. No, not I, losing I think the that's, prospects. I think but. that's that's true, and I think that's where Doug Fister comes in because I think they wanted Casimir to be the type of pitcher that Doug Fister has been this year. Hundred percent. So I was thinking, like, possibly Kazmir. Uh, I was thinking Aubrey Huff when they traded Ben Zobers. Oh, yeah. Aubrey Huff you, you used to rake at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they traded Ben Zobers for half a season of Aubrey Huff, who walked yep. in the offseason. Uh, yep. And then Ben Zobers is, of course, Joe DiMaggio, apparently. Um, <laughs> and, and so th- those were, those were that, my... I almost put that one's up there. I forgot about the Aubrey Huff deal. That's a... With Ben Zobris, that's a pretty big one. That's a big one. Because it ended up with a big zero. So, and, and I told, I texted you this. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't even see it. If, I would have lost my shit if I, if I read this online. I'm glad it was you that broke the news to me. <laughs> so the, the, the worst midseason trade that the Sporting News came up with for the Astros was the Randy Johnson trade. <laughs> Literally the, the best pitching I've ever seen in my life yeah. was Randy Johnson in Astros uniform. The most dominant performance I've ever seen, and I'll stand by it. Roger Clements, all those guys, no. It's fucking the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like that, I don't, I, and I guess that there, and, and I, I saw that, and I, I believe that I read the words that follow on why they called it the, but I just, blood filled up my eyeballs, and I, I had to blink away, bleeding tears. And, but I, I think what, That's I think there's... The history of the world, we just got fucking Kevin Brown. It, there was he was incredible. That he couldn't have done any better. He yeah. had like a one point two that might even be high on his ERA. It was it was some it was the most incredible what ten and one? Yeah. I mean I mean uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm re- I'm remembering random stats from fucking what was it, nineteen ninety eight? Ninety eight, yeah. I mean, that's how good it was. It was incredible. And he was the most electric pitcher on the planet. It was the... That's uh, my favorite. My favorite move. So, I guess the... I'm, now I'm questioning, was it 98 or 99? Um, uh, it's, it's, it, they ran together. One, one of the two. Was, I, I, I thought it was 98, but... No, you're right, you're right. It's 98. It was 98. Klesko um, and Kevin Brown, and that 98 just pops in my head. That was like, the summer I graduated. There was, I mean, there was a lot, and I, that was the summer I graduated from high school, like, right before I went to college, and... Like that was a, that was just a wonderful, wonderful trade. I don't understand. The only thing that I can think of, without going back and giving that another page view, is that the who's it? Freddie Garcia, John Holloma, like like the the Mariners. Are they looking at who we gave up for him? Yeah, and I that, think that's that could be the only rationale, and it's still I don't care because of what they were doing. Because they had every intention. Of, we knew what they were doing. Yeah, no, we're resigning them. We were buying, trying to buy a world a, a guy for, to win the World Series with our best Astros team ever. And that's what you do. Yeah. It was such a wonderful... And I think that's what, for, for like, the rest of baseball, that's that trade put the Astros on the map. I agree. And it's not like the Astros, like, went for it and didn't make the playoffs ever again. Like, they were in the playoffs pretty often, even after Drandy it was until t- It was until Minute May when they moved to 2000, and they had that, they had that one bad season, and they got back on track after that. Yeah. So it's so that was those were golden years in my opinion. It didn't damage the long term health of the. It's not like a trading, 
Jason Veritek and Derek Lowe for Heathcliff Slocum type of trade. Like that's the Seattle Drayton area. Drayton's gonna get you an arm. I'll go get Andy Pettit. He's from Deer Park. I'll go get him. Shoot. <laughs> I saw him at Randall's. I played illegal back rock with him. I don't know what they. Do. I don't know what rich people do. I just. <laughs> I love the idea of of. Drayton and Roger Clemens walking into like a casino royale. Uh, oh, they so. have like some back room at some like ritzy place, and oh, that's where the deal went down for sure. No kidding. Yeah, it has to be. I love it. It's either but it's either that or it happened geishas, to like, in, like they have those geishas there for sure. Oh yeah, I love them geishas. <laughs> I understand that I only do one southern accent, so yes, that is also Kobe Rasmus. But um, and it's Drayton. It's it's every man. Yeah, it's every man. But yeah, that's that, that's a, just ridiculous. And sporting news, it's it's we're in the we're in the world of lazy writing, and that's why I applaud you and the work you do on your page because oh, it's actually good writing, and people don't take the time to do with just a little bit of research. So I really respect any writer that takes the time to do that, and that's somebody making a lazy list that I, I don't even know. There's no rationale for that, to be honest. No, it's, it, it was. It's just lazy writing and stupid, and it's hilarious. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were 19 other teams that are laughing at it too. Like, what the fuck is this? Well, I tweeted it, and I had some range, like a Rangers guy, be like, "I, I don't agree with the. Ra- I can't remember what the. I think it was the, the Rangers trading Sammy Sosa or something like that. That that was their worst trade, and he didn't agree with that. So other teams' fans found, at least on a small level, found. And everything is going to be argued no matter what it was to be honest but that one is one that's just off limits because that was seriously the best second half of baseball that i've watched in a really really long time except for maybe the uh the world series run when we were unstoppable yeah that's the and i was i'm two years younger than you and we, we had season tickets so i went to every game so i was i i remember that randy johnson season very well yeah it was the dome was electric. It was and there was fifty five, fifty eight thousand strong every time he took the hill. No matter what, I don't care if it's Tuesday night against Tuesday night against the Reds. It didn't matter. It I, was incredible. I would drive. There was one one time early on because that fall of ninety eight was my freshman year in college, and I came back like I drove six hours to get back from school to watch a Randy Johnson start. Like, yep. I, and basically, I, I did a twelve hour round trip. To watch one, to watch one Randy Johnson start. Was it worth it? It was. It was. It was totally worth it. Yeah, he was incredible. Now there was one. I think there's one team that, that I remember is scrolling through. I, I can only remember a handful of them, but um, there was one team that I that I read it and I thought absolutely that's absolutely correct, and that was the Red Sox. Uh, their pick for the Red Sox worst midseason trade, uh, which was uh, Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson, and I chuckled. Got him. Got it. That one. <laughs> that one is perfectly spot on absolutely so. and, but you know and I'm glad they picked that one too because there's so many because the Red Sox were especially as of late were always dealing they were always getting somebody to add for the stretch run trying to beat the Yankees and yeah yeah they got they got laced on that one yeah that was <laughs> and it's in my it's in but my, it doesn't surprise me Bagwell strikes me as the kind of the guy that you would just I don't know I don't remember what his, uh, a little bit too young, I don't remember his minor league numbers or any of that stuff with no internet. Um, yeah. But, I, I don't know. It's in my, it's in my plan, and I've got, I've got like 10 drafts in, on the, on the page, 
of like long reads that I that I want to start or or at least an idea to kind of put in place so that I don't have to rely on my terrible memory. But one of them is to justify from the Red Sox side why they traded Jeff Bagwell. I, I, there's got to be a reason, and there were I mean the holes in his swing. There's so many. There were so many uh, scout things on him that I wouldn't be surprised if that was it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his inability to hit low and away pitches, which he never could do. He just did everything else better to compensate. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's I agree with that though. That's great. At least they got one right that involves the Astros. Yeah. So we'll, well, I guess we'll call it even sporting news. Dumb list. Idiots. Uh, speaking of your 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 very your by now world famous uh, impersonation of Colby Rasmus, <laughs> do you want to talk about Alan Ashby and the Possum King? You know what? People were like, "Oh, he ruined it. He did all this." He said it. I think that's a victory. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, that it got that it got any actual airplay uh, makes it. Well, no, well, number one, it's very good, and and I'm not saying that because I made it up. And yes, I am saying that because I made it up. <laughs> um, no, it's great. It's just a great name, and and it applied perfectly because they were talking about wrestling names. That's a. If he had came out with like a possum mink coat on, or like an army of possums, <laughs> and like Possum King playing, like it, that applied. It was perfect for this. It was an idiot segment, and of course Ashby does that sometimes. He's not a comedian. He was a fucking baseball player that announces. I don't. He's not my favorite, but he's, he's not, not my favorite. Be, I, I he's not don't supposed have, to be funny. Yeah, and I don't have the hate for Ashby that that others on Astros. I don't either. I, I don't. I I don't think he's great, and I think that. Deshaies Bill Brown was the greatest thing that's ever happened, but yeah, they should they need to coax Bill Worrell away from the Rockets and let him come do some Homer talk for the Astros. That would make me happy. <laughs> Bill Worrell is my favorite. He is the best. I I don't watch enough Rockets games because I'm not going to go through the same like. I'm right. not gonna jump no, through, no, no, I completely respect that. That's I, fine. I'm not going to jump through the same hoops of being able to semi-legally watch the Rockets that I do for the Astros. I know. I, I always forget. I'm, I, like, I'll text you while you're watching a game. You know, like, I'm in a shed. I got like one <laughs> antenna up. I'm streaming it through eight different systems. Like You have seven TVs up streaming a different version into your computer that goes to your phone it just alerts you somehow yeah there's like a bad like one of those one of those computers is just hopelessly seven innings behind virus ridden yeah there's Russian porn playing for no reason well, that's the only way to stream an illegal sporting event is with Russian porn I don't know if you know that but that's that's actual like that's a rule I'm starting to come around on it so yeah it's not the worst yeah but I, w- I wouldn't do that either unless you were completely devoted you know what I'm, I, w- I didn't do it never mind I was about to make a statement that's a lie. I had Comcast, so I did watch the Bad Astros. But I would not have made an effort. I guarantee I would not have made an effort if I didn't have Comcast and during the TV disputes. See, I lived in Nashville, so so I just paid for MLB TV. Oh, yeah, so you, you didn't matter because there was no blackout. Yeah, so here, but I, I, I'm admitting to this, so burn me at the stake, which is, or I'm the witch, I guess, but burn me at the stake. I would not have, I did watch watch them but i would not have if i didn't have comcast at that time well they didn't they weren't exactly going out of their way to give people reasons to switch their cable provider i mean well, it's no not- no no and they were terrible but i'm just saying as a it, i wasn't a super i mean i would not have been a super fan and sought them out to go watch 100 losses but circumstances made it them. you you were in an opportunity where you could and you did so that's cool 
Yeah, we all had like a few years where we could like take the summer off and like go on some trips and shit. Yeah. Not to worry about, the, not stress about three and a half hours every night. You yeah. know, it was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I got a lot of reading done during. Yeah, those yeah, I got some. Yeah, yeah. You get. You actually got your summer. You yeah. enjoy it. You didn't have to stress about a playoff run and what we're doing, and it was it was nice not having to worry. And you know what? To not to watch each game on an individual basis, kind of like high school and college where you just go and maybe we'll win that game and that's all that mattered and there was nothing else <laughs> yeah yeah so you didn't have to you didn't have any like stress on your shoulders that's true well, but I mean, yeah it was cool we said possum king uh we got it on air on cable yeah so it's been on the radio it's been on tv i i just confirmed with with alan i'm going on uh 1037 the game again tomorrow morning because they love me obviously yeah and uh, he was like, he confirmed. He's like, is it true they mentioned the Possum King on Astros TV? I was like, <laughs> so I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. on you're on Tuesday mornings. I'm on Friday mornings. So. Yeah, yeah. You do the real baseball talk, and I talk about witchcraft. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> I'm trying to work witch. I, I swear, I will work witches into every single time I'm on. Excellent. That's a promise I'm making on this podcast. So everyone, tomorrow morning, you need to. It's a good. I mean, we talked about this last week or the week before. It's a good. It's a good sports show. I, I actually love it. He's into wrestling. Um, he's fun. He's a fun. It's a fun interview. Um, and yeah, he's actually a real funny dude. So yeah. I, my segment's real fun. Um, I post it a couple hours after I'm on when they post it to their SoundCloud. So just to check, uh, Lima Time Time or my personal social media pages and I'll post the link to my specific interview. But if you follow their show page from there, you can listen to the whole show and check James out too. Cause it's, he goes on there and takes him to school. I'm on, and I'm, I'm around 940, 945 Friday mornings. Yeah, I'm a 940 on the dot. My good buddy Cody, the producer, calls me. He's all nice. He's like, I'm going to be ready in a second. Listen to commercials. I'm like, all right, Cody. I love listening to those. I love listening to commercials. Like, it's like Katie Anna's. And it's got, I I don't know. It's just, like, Southwest Louisiana is such an exotic place to me. Like, I don't don't know. It is. It's its own world. And, like, I I, I listen very closely to their commercials. Yeah, it's like, come on down to Pontchartrain Bayou, and, and it's just, it devolves into something that resembles English, but with a heavily accented French. Come on, we sell things here. It's like, what? That's right. What you Get your alligator heads. They don't, there has not been a commercial for alligator heads. And that's no, the sweet thing. I, I actually listen, and they've all been normal commercials for normal things, but the second I hear something that we can generalize all of Louisiana on, <laughs> I let yeah. you guys know. Like I just did, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, they don't. They're, they're all like, it's all normal. Just like, hey, come on down to Chili's. We have those too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're not all <laughs> soaked in bourbon. Um, yeah, yeah. There's no Bayou talk. Yeah, it's the normal shit. But it's still fun. I love it. I'd, oh, it's great. I would love to. I don't know how you feel about this. I've I've always told my I I now that we're back in Texas, like we'll never leave uh, unless something horrible happens. But. Um, I would, I would 100% move to Louisiana. Like I love Louisiana. Calm down. I, let's just calm down. I, I don't know. I, I there was a series of books that I read when I was in high school that it was like a, it was fiction, but there was a detective, and it was, it was cool. But did you watch True Detective? I did watch True Detective. The first yes. season was that the Yellow King and all that stuff. Yes, yes, really, I did watch like that. Carcosa and all that fascinated me a lot. Yeah. but I not to go there. That was some of the creepiest shit that <laughs> I've ever encountered. It was a very unsettling. Unsettling show. Unsettling at the least, but season one of True Detective is amazing television. Season two is not so good. No, it wasn't, 
but you know what? Game of Thrones, you need to... Can you just watch that for me? I'm... Yeah. Last night was incredible television. Well, I... Like, I cried during it. Being on Twitter, I feel like I don't need to, because I... No, you do. You I need sort to. of know. But, yeah, no, I, the, the wife and I... The wife who hijacked my Twitter account, like, two nights no. ago... Yeah, you gotta be careful of that. Uh, I, I went to the store and left my phone, and she got on. She was like, ask me anything. And she told people that... <laughs> She told people that like I watched, I, I love Pitch Perfect, which is she. I mean, she didn't lie. I do love Pitch Perfect. Everybody and, loves Pitch Perfect. And I, I, I didn't turn off iCarly one time when Emsley walked out of the room, and that's been a constant source of mockery. So that's what you get, though. I mean, that's just what you get. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this uh, this Angels game is is starts tonight. ESPN two actually get another nationally televised game. So that's their what. Second or third this season, which seems low for considering what they were last year. But I, I don't know how far ahead they plan that. I think I don't really care to be honest with you. I think those Sunday night games get planned like three or four months in advance. But I think like these sort of midweek primetime games, they get picked up a little bit closer. They're just like, oh shit, we had soccer on all day. We're gonna go ahead and yeah. I, yeah, and I think they'll be like, you know, like two weeks ago, they're like, well, the Astros are actually good again. Let's make this one the Monday night game. So, well, I'm surprised, I'm surprised they, they don't broadcast more baseball considering that they put on garbage <laughs> um, programming. During the summer, there's nothing to broadcast. So I guess they just, there's an MLB deal and they don't want them getting too much. I don't know. That's, that's another, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the Astros have put themselves in a pretty good put them in a pretty good position. So, I agree. Let's uh we managed to get through this without making any Brexit jokes aside from your very funny. Yeah, 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 and it again that made no sense and I apologize for it. <laughs> you but shouldn't. My fat was... son is getting bullied over it, so please be respectful <laughs> of my fat son Brexit. That was it was a gor- it was just gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> so gorgeous stupid. Tweet. Um yeah, so anything we need to kind of close on? No, I think we're good. Uh yeah, check out the radio spots. Me tomorrow, James Friday. Uh, we'll try to get back on our Sunday routine. We just had some bad luck lately. Yeah, um, we we never had any problems before. It just stuff happens. But we are very regimented and like to get that out Sunday night. So we'll try to uh, we'll tighten that up. We'll try to tighten that up. But if you get mad over his child being sick, then you can die. Yeah, you can just yeah. go die. Be a Rangers fan. So yeah, go here. We go move and be a Rangers fan. Be a defector. <laughs> Um, be sure to like our podcast on iTunes, rate us. Yes, we haven't said that in a while. I've been meaning to bring that up. Write a review, uh, show us some love. Maybe we can get, uh, get some sponsors, uh, some other sponsors and not that we want to replace Bravado Spice. No, we don't, but we can have multiple, we have plenty of time for multiple sponsors. Um, and instead of hot sauce, they can uh, send us money. Go write a review, um, hit up the Lima Time Time Twitter account at Lima time underscore time and uh, let me know that you left a review and I will follow back and give you a shout out. Yeah. That's all I can do right now but we'll work on something. Yeah. So, all right. I'll be nice to you on the internet which I'm not normally. Yeah, that's that's a sign of re- that's, that's a big thing. That's going yeah. out of your way. It is. That's worth it. That's totally worth it. All right, well let's, uh, let's go and take care of the idiot angels and uh, go from there but hopefully next week's another happy episode. I like being able to just talk about bullshit and not have to actually complain and plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier this way. It is. So, all right, Jose Lima, take us out. Bye. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate.
en Casa Olé. It's like a fiesta en Casa Olé. Casa Olé, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff, from any Astros game. Casa Olé. 